Thank you for tuning in to Small Talk with Raincraft. If you've been with us before, thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, we promise you some fun and insights. So why Small Talk? Well, both of us love podcasts. But who are we? I'm Subha. I'm a coach and a content creator. And I'm Hasita. I'm a marketing consultant and copywriter. I also try to do too many things in too little time and figure it out as I go along. Small Talk was created to do multiple things. Be relevant to today's workforce of which we are all a part. Be mindful of how it offers advice and to remind ourselves that together we grow. And we hope to do all of this in 20 minutes or less most of the time. We genuinely believe that anything of value can be shared concisely. And that's what we're here to do while also making the experience meaningful for you and for ourselves. Let's dive into the episode then. At some point last year, teams changed. We lost the predefined structure of a team, the cubicles, the workspaces we depended on so much. As managers and business owners, we lost the comfort of our team's usual working style while also struggling to build new teams for new business models. Survival then has meant losing some people and bringing in new people we've never met and don't know beyond their core skill, the one we hired them for. And yet, we've continued to grow. And this is why a conversation on teams seems pertinent right now. This time, we're discussing growth in the context of teams and how the perfect executive can become a better team leader or how that small business owner can really thrive with whom they have on board. Broadly, we know and understand that the same skills that get us to becoming a leader cannot sustain us beyond a point. Yep. In fact, we've done an entire series on tools and resources for first-time leaders and managers, which we link in the description of this episode. A bit of a perspective here. When it came to managing a team myself this year, I realized just how much work it took. This is why in this episode, we discuss growth, our priorities when it comes to hiring team members and how to build an environment of trust and collaboration. Suva, you've certainly got more experience handling teams than I do. And often you've supervised a few hundred people at a time. So if you had to sum up your advice for team leaders and managers, what would you say? Yes, I think I've been on that journey with you of trying to build a team uh, in difficult times. And it's not easy and I don't think it's ever meant to be because you're dealing with a wide range of people and trying to come to terms with what they bring to the table and what you want them to add to your business or to your project or to whatever that you are doing, right? So I think the first thing for uh, anyone who's kind of building a team is to acknowledge that you are not going to get mini versions of you and you should not even be looking for mini versions of you. I know we've had this conversation on, on tough days when we kind of tell each other, I just wish I had one more me and so much would get done and would you know I'd have clear my plate of everything. But the whole idea of building a team fundamentally is to augment and to add to the skill sets that you have so that as a larger group as an organization as a firm 
you're able to provide a wide range of skills and uh, you know attitudes and attributes that will then please or will serve a larger customer base so i have to ask is it really impossible to have a mini me can i just have a mini me <laughs> i think uh, yeah, well. we get uh, calvin to clone uh, you know to clone each of us we'll have to hire <laughs> others <laughs> yeah looks like it well in my mind growth is really inevitable uh, even the simple act of doing something consistently and well over a period of time results in growth and it's really that simple right and that's what i've seen happen i think even with my content marketing in endeavor and that side of things i just stuck with it long enough for it to result in something and uh, you know i think the team for the time for expanding my team arrived at least 2 years ago and i resisted that until uh, it just couldn't be resisted any longer it isn't that there aren't good folks out there by all means there are brilliant people out there but simply that i think delegation as a skill is something i have never had to learn and therefore i never did so considering i'm as new to delegation as it gets how would you recommend that someone go about that process suva yeah i think uh, it's one of the toughest uh, skills that any leader manager entrepreneur has to deal with because we come from a space of being really good at what we do and uh, it takes a while to just acknowledge and process the fact that someone else needs to do some of this stuff and they can do it as well as we were doing it and hopefully at some point better than how we were doing it right that's the whole idea of having them on board um there are two three components the largest component is trust i think before you really assign something to someone or a pa- hand over a task you need to ask yourself this do i trust this individual do i trust them to do a good job and do i trust that they will hold up the values that i hold to be true and it's uh, not a simple yes or no because the onus of letting them know what those values are and the onus of communication is also on you so how clearly have you specified that uh, you know this is what's important to me have you told them what needs to be done and also why is it significant in the context of the kind of work that you're doing why am i such uh, you know a stickler for deadlines why do i edit and re-edit some of the communication that goes out to my clients why do i uh, say the things that i say in certain client interactions and w- what does that mean to me and what value am i honoring for the business that i've built so i think trust is fundamental and communicating those values uh, just adds to that trust and the second uh, and third parameter is really something that um, you know we call as a skill and will matrix where we need to make a fair assessment of what is the person's skill level for the job or the task that we're giving to them and what is their will do they want to do it do they enjoy doing something like that by giving an analytical person something extremely creative to do or vice versa by uh, giving a night person a day job you know as simple as that uh, am i giving an introvert a lot of customer communication cold calling is there will in it do they enjoy doing it and then what is the skill level and there are ways and means to kind of raise the bar on both and help them get there and uh, you know you have to you have to kind of 
apply different methodologies to make that happen and that's uh, a discussion for another day but delegation must take all these things into into focus trust mm-hmm. what's the skill and what's the will level makes a lot of sense and i think in terms of communication i like to believe that uh, yes i have communicated but then words don't teach uh and i do try to kind of also practice what i preach to a large extent uh, you know going back to the example of timelines and uh, why we want to stick to them so much also it's that when you have three people on board am i also kind of setting off my own anxiety by trying to enforce that timeline rather than what is the end objective over there so i did tell people uh, you know every time someone someone knows been on boarded i've tried to communicate to them why it's so important to me uh and then i also try to put it into action as well and demonstrate that you know i'm also kind of walking the talk and i'm following the same path that i'm kind of trying to put them on and that's also kind of made me more self aware in terms of where my triggers are because it's not so much that the deadline has to be met probably but that it's the the potential of it not being met is what really i think the trigger So yeah I think a lot of work to do as far as the communication goes and probably just get clear in my own head about uh, it I guess We've been speaking about not having a mini me and I think that really leads to the fact that what at least can I clearly communicate uh, what's non-negotiable and where I'm okay to be a little flexible right so like you said I I really will want to enforce a timeline but i may not be very particular about exactly when it's completed but i want to know that you will finish it in that time right uh, what you're really saying is don't surprise me don't care, you know i don't want to be caught unaware because i have made a commitment to someone else and i'd like to really honor that and not have to go back and you know cut a sorry face and say that i couldn't do it right so that's the message that needs to go out that don't surprise me by not doing it in fact if you tell me that you're struggling and if you upfront tell me that you need more time i know how to manage that better right i know how yeah, to you're plan absolutely for that. right right i know how yeah. to uh, over manage that i know how to kind of help you with it and i, I can do i can do it and I, and maybe it's a little bit of it puts me back in control uh well these are we you surprising me saying hey it's 4 pm i was supposed to give it to you at 4 and i don't have it uh, but yeah just think about what are the non negotiables and just clearly lay it out there for the team member that makes sense and i think it's definitely something for me to think more deeply about uh, as well i also wanted to ask you uh, opportunities are everywhere today and uh, no one is obliged to continue working with anyone or any company in fact during the pandemic alone we've seen lots of people quitting and joining new companies maybe we've started our own things on the side as well uh, however there is a certain advantage to working with the same people over a long period of time and this applies uh, more i would say to small businesses because every person in every role is important how can we create an environment that people really thrive in i guess this isn't really insurance against people leaving but it certainly empowers them to do their best work wherever they may go and that's ultimately a reflection on you right so yeah i think that's my question how do we help the people in our teams thrive this is this is interesting and i think very timely because we we both been seeing um, a lot of articles out there about 
50 60 70 percent of uh, individuals in other countries just quitting and taking up new jobs because what, what they're working in right now doesn't give them the flexibility that they want etc etc as life starts getting closer to normal but uh, and this was also a heated debate in one of the women's entrepreneurs groups that i'm in as the the founders are struggling with just kind of coming into work one day and finding that you've lost a couple of people they've taken up something else they've not given enough notice uh, and they've just walked out so i think we need to take a step back here and recognize that hiring as a process itself has changed there's one group you hire for their expertise and their skills and uh, a little bit of their at attitude and value system that you see them in your longer plan, longer term plan. This is why you invest in them in various ways through coaching, through some mentoring, through some training, maybe even through equity. And they understand that you're looking at them in the grander scheme of things. And then you also hire some people for just the task that needs to be done. So there are no larger goals and objectives here. You don't really have a career development path for them. Uh, what this really does is it gives you clarity and the other person clarity as to what is expected of them. They, they may be just be handling your books. They may just be the uh, accountant that you need to keep everything clean and neat and orderly and make sure that uh, taxes are paid on time, etc. You are not looking at them to be your CFO one day. Right. So need to know that this is your plan for them and they are also aware of it in, in, in some subtle way. Right. You're not going to say, oh, hey, you know, two years down the line, I'm kicking you out. No, but they know that they are here for a, a particular skill and they add immense value there and you treat them with respect for that. And hence, you know that at some point they will leave for better opportunities. Right. So that's always there in the back of your mind that the tasks and roles and responsibilities that I'm giving them. Do I keep good tab on it so that I know with what they're doing? I, it can be quickly handed over to somebody else as simple as making sure that documents are in some kind of shared drive and not in a personal laptop so that if they don't turn up, it's not that everything that is company information is lost. Uh, kind of preparing yourself that at some point for whatever reason they may need to walk away or I may need to replace them because they are not in the grander scheme of things. Uh, they're going to come in for the next six months because I am really focusing on marketing and I've hired this person as a designer to just churn out a lot of creative material for me. It's not a long term plan, right? It's not part of my core business model, right? So understanding which of these two groups that you're hiring from and then planning the uh, and succession planning accordingly uh, can be quite uh, useful. And as for empowering people, these success frameworks seem like a big deal, but they're simply the guardrails you're putting in place to ensure that people have the support they need to succeed. Okay, so what we're saying is that over time, we essentially identify those people and those functions that matter to our growth and ensure that we contribute in that direction largely and not take it too personally when something else that's uh, maybe a little more transactional doesn't really go uh, the way we want it to go. Uh, also probably stay, you know, prepared for that outcome at some point and just kind of plan with that outcome in mind as well. And on that note, we're ready to close this episode of Small Talk on Teams, Collaboration and Growth. So, do you want to sum up the three key takeaways from this episode? 
Sure. I think um, the things that we've touched upon and I'd love for you know anyone listening to uh, walk away with, number one, hire for the trust and fitment more than just the skills alone. It's always better to hire someone with a growth mindset and train them to succeed than it is to hire for the skill alone, bearing in mind that we're building two types of teams at all times, right? Number two, communicate, 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 right? I think we all know this. We just need to practice it. Tell your team precisely what to expect from this engagement and why. They need to know that they what they've signed up for plus what the guardrails for success and failure are. The third, you know, for new hires you haven't met yet in person, uh, observe who is demonstrating a willingness to step up and ensure they have ample opportunities to do just that. Leading a client call, preparing for a meeting, doing something in a different function. These are some opportunities that, you know, someone with the willingness to grow would appreciate. You know, I uh, recently had a pleasant experience with uh, someone on the team, right? Where I said, okay, we both need to go and meet someone. And I liked that the questions she asked were, what do I need to read or what do I need to prepare for before that meeting? Do I need to carry my laptop for the meeting, right? It just, just those couple of questions showed a very positive intent, right? And for me, it builds trust that, hey, this is someone whom uh, I can work with more often on client-facing tasks. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and also, I think, uh, just have fun being a leader at the end of the day. I oh, guess. yes. Uh, <laughs> I've kind of realized that as much as I had and I had resisted the idea of managing people, uh, today I rather enjoy it. And not just managing. I think managing, again, is probably not the word here. It's more about building that community of people that I want to work with. And that's definitely proving to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's an, I think it's an opportunity to continue a legacy we create. And often there are people who are willing to invest in that story. And it's all about finding that tribe and believing in them at the end of the day, I guess. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode today. What did you think of it? Do drop us a voice note or an email and let us know. Thank you for listening till the very end. We hope you had some fun. If you have some thoughts on the episode's content or tips to share with the audience, please send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash raincraft. That's S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E dot com slash raincraft. And we'll make it a part of a future episode maybe. If you prefer writing in, we are at connect at raincraft.in. See you in a couple of weeks.